0: Welcome back to the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast. On today's episode, we'll go over the topic of retinal detachment from the ophthalmology section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A 65-year-old man presents to the emergency department for worsening vision loss. He reports that prior to developing these symptoms, he noted some floaters along with bright lights. Ophthalmologic examination demonstrates a pale retina along with a retinal tear. This patient was diagnosed with retinal detachment. Now, let's get into the episode. As a quick overview, retinal detachment is separation of the retina from the retinal pigment epithelium, and there are three types of retinal detachment. Primary retinal detachment, otherwise known as regmentogenous detachment. There's secondary retinal detachment and recurrent retinal detachment. So primary retinal detachment, otherwise known as regmatogenous detachment, is secondary to a hole, tear, or break in the retina and is the most common type. Secondary retinal detachment can be subdivided into exudative retinal detachment and tractional retinal detachment. Exudative retinal detachment is when there's accumulation of fluid in the subretinal space in patients with systemic disease. Recurrent retinal detachment is when there's unsuccessful closure of the original retinal break. Moving on to epidemiology, risk factors of retinal detachment include aging, cataract surgery, focal retinal atrophy, myopia, trauma, diabetic retinopathy, Marfan syndrome, and vitreous hemorrhage. Moving on to the pathophysiology, retinal detachment can be secondary to regmatogenous detachment, exudative detachment, or tractional detachment. Regmatogenous detachment is when there's entry of vitreous fluid into the subretinal space through a retinal break. Exudative detachment is when there's entry of serous and or hemorrhagic fluid into the subretinal space, and this is accomplished by systemic disease. Know that there are hydrostatic forces in hypertension, Inflammation, for example, in the setting of sarcoidosis. Malignancy, for example, in the setting of choroidal melanoma. And maculopathy, for example, in the setting of neovascularization and age-related macular degeneration. Finally, tractional detachment is secondary to mechanical forces on the retina, such as in the setting of proliferative diabetic retinopathy and retinopathy of immaturity. Finally, in terms of prognosis of retinal detachment, note that vision is typically salvaged that the detachment does not extend across the macula, and know that there are great outcomes with treatment. Moving on to the presentation of retinal detachment, symptoms can include increasing number of floaters, photopsia, which are bright flashes of light, and monocular visual loss that is classically described as a dim, quote, shadow or curtain. Physical exam may reveal a retina that may appear pale, and a tear may be seen. The differential diagnosis for retinal detachment includes migraine with aura and optic neuritis. Differentiating factors of migraine with aura and retinal detachment is that in a migraine with aura, patients typically have a throbbing headache and dilated exam will show a normal retina. The differentiating factors between optic neuritis and retinal detachment is that optic neuritis will have an afferent pupillary defect, ocular pain with movement, and optic nerve head edema. Moving on to the treatment of retinal detachment, this is always surgical, and options include pneumatic retinopexy, scleral vocals, and pars plana vitrectomy, which are all treatment options indicated for regmatogenous and tractional detachments. Finally, in terms of complications for retinal detachment, the one to know is permanent vision loss if it's not repaired. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question. A 65-year-old man presents the emergency department with vision loss. He states that he was gardening when he noticed hazy vision in his left eye with the sensation that he was seeing flashes. He has never had this before. He also endorses an ongoing headache. His history is notable for hypertension and diabetes. He states that he is still experiencing flashes in his left eye. His temperature is 97 degrees Fahrenheit or 36.1 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 174 over 91 millimeters of mercury. Pulse is 88 per minute. Respirations are 13 per minute. And oxygen saturation is 98% on room air. Physical exam reveals cranial nerves two through 12 as grossly intact. An ocular ultrasound is performed and shows bright white specks representing blood in the eye. If the patient looks left and right, the white specks move around with a quote dishwater appearance, which is the sloshing of blood slash hyperdense particles with motion that can be seen on ultrasound. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And the choices are one, multiple sclerosis, two, retinal detachment, three, temporal arteritis, four, transient ischemic attack, and five, vitreous hemorrhage. The correct answer to this question is five, vitreous hemorrhage. So this patient is presenting with hazy vision, flashes of light, and an ultrasound demonstrating blood in the eye, that is white slash hazy opacity on ultrasound, which are all concerning for a vitreous hemorrhage. To quickly review, vitreous hemorrhage occurs when there's bleeding into the vitreous humor of the eye. Normally the vitreous keeps the retina in place, however traction as its attachment points can lead to bleeding. Similarly, diabetes can increase the risk of vitreous hemorrhage as it can leak to weak vessels that bleed more easily. This condition is more common in trauma, diabetes, sickle cell disease, and in the elderly. Assessment involves visual acuity exam, testing for clotting factors, fundoscopy, and ultrasound. Treatment is to avoid anticoagulant slash NSAIDs and treatment of the underlying cause. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, multiple sclerosis, can cause optic neuritis, which presents with sudden-onset unilateral painful vision loss, typically in a young woman, who may have other neurological deficits such as speech difficulties, weakness, numbness, or urinary incontinence. An enlarged optic nerve would be seen on ultrasound. Answer 2, retinal detachment, presents with sudden-onset vision loss, like a quote curtain is coming down over the eye. Ultrasound would demonstrate a flap in the eye rather than the dishwater finding, that is sloshing of blood-slash-hyperdense particles with motion of the eye on ultrasound, as seen in this patient. Retinal detachment can often present with a concomitant vitreous hemorrhage. Answer 3, temporal arteritis, presents with a headache, temporal tenderness, and blurry vision typically in an elderly patient. Patients should promptly be started on steroids followed by a temporal artery biopsy to confirm the diagnosis. Steroids precede confirmation of the diagnosis to avoid the key complication of blindness. Finally, answer 4, transient ischemic attack, or TIA, presents with a sudden onset of neurological deficits that resolve on their own. This patient's visual abnormalities are persistent, and there are ultrasound findings supporting a diagnosis of vitreous hemorrhage. A TIA still requires workup with a CT, CTA of the head-slash-neck, possibly an MRI, and labs to risk stratify the patient, such as lipids and hemoglobin A1C. To leave you with a bullet summary, a vitreous hemorrhage presents with sudden and painless vision loss with flashers floaters and a quote, dishwater finding on ocular ultrasound. And moving on to the final question, a 69-year-old man arrives to your clinic complaining of progressively worsening episodes of seeing flashes of light and small objects floating in his visual fields. He reports that he has severe nearsightedness, but had not noticed any significant change in his vision clarity. Then, within the past month, the patient noticed flashes of light within the vision of his right eye, which were accompanied by showers of floaters. He reports that these episodes have become more frequent. The patient's medications include metformin for his type 2 diabetes mellitus, atorvastatin for his high cholesterol, and daily aspirin. The patient's temperature is 98.2 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.8 degrees Celsius, blood pressure is 130 over 78 millimeters of mercury, pulse is 72 per minute, and respirations are 14 per minute with an oxygen saturation of 99% oxygen on room air. Physical exam is unremarkable. Fundoscopic exam of the right eye shows a crinkling and gray retinal area. Which of the following would this patient also likely experience? And the choices are 1. Halos around lights, two, quote-unquote, curtain-drawn-down vision loss, three, metamorphopsia, four, scotoma, and five, conjunctival injection. The correct answer to this question is two, quote-unquote, curtain-drawn-down vision loss. So the patient is presenting with episodes of flashers and floaters and a fundoscopic exam positive for retinal crinkling, suggesting the diagnosis of retinal detachment. Retinal detachment will also be associated with quote curtain drawn down vision loss. To quickly review, retinal detachment refers to the separation of the layers of the retina. These patients complain of photopsia that are flashes of light and showers of floaters which manifest as spots in the visual field which are both associated with posterior vitreous detachment. This may then progress to the most classic description of retinal detachment which is the quote curtain coming down vision loss. Fondoscopic examination will reveal a crinkling and or gray retina and changes in vessel direction. This is a surgical emergency treated by either laser therapy or cryotherapy to create permanent adhesions. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, halos around lights may be seen with acute narrow angle glaucoma. Other symptoms include pain, vision loss, rock hard eye, red eye, and frontal headache. Fondoscopic exam shows characteristic optic disc cupping. Answer 3, metamorphopsia, is a vision distortion, which can be seen with age-related macular degeneration, otherwise known as ARMD. Dry ARMD on fundoscopic exam appears as yellow retinal drusen deposits. Wet ARMD on fundoscopic exam will show neovascularization. Answer 4, scotoma, is central vision loss, which is characteristic of age-related macular degeneration. Finally, answer five, conjunctival injection can be seen with many ophthalmologic pathologies such as conjunctivitis caused by allergies, bacterial infections, or viral infections. To leave you with a bullet summary, retinal detachment presents with flashers and floaters and may progress to a quote curtain coming down vision loss. That's all for this review about retinal detachment. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on medbullets.com. And in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you aren't already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 Podcast.